Praise God for April 23rd, 2019. As we approach yet another day, begin another day. As we, this is something that God had told you to do a year or so ago that you still had not done yet. You're being like Jonah. You're running. Uh, is there something, uh, some area that uh, he wants you to repent and confess to him? I'm talking to uh, children of believers here, including myself. Very much myself. It's like a smack right in the face. Smack down. Uh, I'd rather go in a ring. <laughs> when man, <laughs> sometimes I go in a ring with God. I'd rather just say, God, your will be done. Uh, but unfortunately, we still got fleshly natures and they still are bent against sin against God. We could be totally born again and totally filled with despair. <clears throat> But yet our flesh and nature is still there. Romans 7 reminds us of that. Does that mean we're going to sin every time? Uh, no. That means we're still going to sin. Oh, yeah. Um, but the more we grow in the Lord, knowing Him, knowing His voice, that when the enemy comes to tempt us, no matter what vessel he chooses to use, uh, that we will know the Lord's voice and saying, okay, that's the temptation. Now, here's the way out. It's through me. Just follow me. And then we go look at, okay, wait a minute. We get the temptation and we have Jesus. I'm going Jesus' way. The more we do that, the more, the less we'll stop stumbling to temptation, which causes sin. And sin, the more we dwell in it longer, produces death. Uh, as James says. Okay, that was an additional. That was an additional. No charge. Uh, no charge anyways, because what God gives us freely, we're supposed to freely give. That needs to be, you know, there are many that need to be, ministers that need to be repented on that one. <clears throat> Back on September 1st, 2018. <clears throat> The Lord I was in Joshua. Um, studying a couple of chapters of Joshua and that and was I was prompted to go into Joshua chapter seven verses eleven through thirteen. Sorry for the dinging on the back, I had to close the window. Sitting out waiting to go into work and using the time productively. Read the actual notes. Read the uh, first. I'm going to read the verses the Lord put upon my heart. Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things, idols, um, as another terminology. It has. They have stolen and lied and put them amongst the among their belongings. Verse 12, therefore the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They can, they turn their backs before their enemies because they <coughs> become devoted for destruction. I will be with you no more unless you notice how there's that place of that grace that unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. This may be Old Testament, some of you may say, or even some deceived preachers. Uh, false teachers will definitely say it. Uh, 
but uh, the sea preachers can stumble into it. Uh, alas, there's the grace and the mercy. You destroy the devoted things from among you. That's as well as in the New Testament as in the Old. When we are in disobedience, we cannot stand before our enemies. And our enemies are the are Jesus' enemies also. Get up, consecrate the people, and say, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow's adversity. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, There are devoted things in your midst. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted things. Let me go ahead and uh, it goes back to actually Joshua chapter 6 is what has said. Okay, I guess I didn't print. Stupid moron. Okay. Uh, it goes back to yeah, during Jericho. What caused it is right after Jericho, AI um, came about and they fell. The Lord did not deliver them from it because of what uh, actually it was one person that caused the whole uh, nation, the whole people of God to sin. Goes back to Joshua 6 17, 18 in the city, that means Jericho, and all that is within it. All that is within it, boop, boop, underline that, shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute. That's another awesome lesson too, God's grace and mercy. And all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction. That was one of the reasons Jericho was destroyed. Because of the idols. They were against God. God hates idols to this very day. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There are many false teachers out there that are saying, Well, yeah, we're in the new covenant now. So those things God don't always hate. Excuse me? Stop speaking for Satan. He don't need no help. And stop and return to God. Repent. And confess. <clears throat> you're a punk you're no longer following God repent and confess before God get right before God and return to what you were doing before you went astray kind of a little side note there but you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction lest when you had devoted them you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring upon it but because, and that was actually uh, Achan, who was the tribe of Judah in one family, that actually brought it about. He's the one that, um, in Joshua seven sixteen showed, remember it said in verse 13, Get up, consecrate the people, and say, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, There are devoted things in your midst, you can, uh, O Israel, when he says over Israel, back then it was Israel was the people of God. They still are the people of God. They are still God's anointed. They are still his firstborn. However, we now are under the new covenant and must follow the same commandments. Yes, the commandments in the Old Testament were pointing towards the New Testament. But there are still commands. But we who are in Christ Jesus no longer see them as burdensome commandments. For Jesus obeyed them. 
But because we obey Jesus, actually it should be however, not but. I apologize for that. Uh, some can look at it as a but, but there is a but in there. But we look at it as, but as Jesus obeyed it, we obey it also. But we have to follow Jesus Christ to the T. We strive to do that every day. Now our fleshy nature is going to fight, pull, kick, and scream. Yeah, but that don't feel good. So... We are never, never allowed to live by feelings. Feelings are part of it. There are emotional part of it that comes through it because we still have the five senses. But when we choose to follow the way of the flesh instead of the Spirit of God, we will not be able to stand before our enemies. We ourselves still have enemies. Our warriors, our military in this nation, in any nation, for those believers, will not stand before her enemies when they're wrong with God. Look around this nation. Look how morally corrupt we are. We can think we're standing before our enemies, but we're not. We're actually caving down to them. And God will turn us over to us. I say, okay, fine. You want to follow your own ways, your own plans without listening to me? Have at it. When God brings a people of people to that place and say, go ahead, have at it. That is when we say, okay, I'm going to let you destroy yourselves. I'm going to let you bring yourselves to physical death. We still don't have to come to spiritual death. He'll bring us, he'll allow us to come to our deathbeds and then we'll call out, God, um, I realize the sin of my way. That means he will allow us to, I can't say, I'm not God. Too much stress for us. I don't want to be God. But so many people out there, they want to be God. They want to be in that leadership position. They want to go against the Lord God Almighty. They don't fear reverential fear. Yeah, we do shake in presence, but that's because we're in God's presence. His light, His great, awesome, beautiful light is exposing what is wicked before Him. The devoted things that aren't devoted to Him. If we're not 100% devoted on God through the person of Jesus Christ, by His Holy Spirit, there are devoted things in our midst that is keeping us from God. Some New Testament examples to say, oh, we can say, well, you're a brother man. We're New Testament now. Man, okay, God's going to shut you up with his own word. Um, first, it has to start with Romans 10, 9, because if we confess with our mouth, now remember, what comes out of our mouth is in our hearts. You know, so every time we sin against God, that means there's still stuff in our heart. It's not just that red things. Oh, well, we can go down to Bay State and have open heart surgery. Uh, no, that's not the kind of heart that he's talking about. That heart means kardia in the Greek. It means our, the seat, the center of our emotional center, the center of our entire being, entire life. So basically, it's the whole soul that's within us. So what is it? There's always still going to be junk. If you're young, it's more likely less junk than if you're like me and old timers. You know, when we first come to Christ, God, God can instantly change us all, and He does, because we become new creations in Christ Jesus. 
but there's a sanctification, a transformation that, that never takes instantly. People can become deceived and they say, oh, well, you're instantly transformed, but that disobedience. No, the transformation, the sanctification, as Philippians uh, reminds us, I think it's Philippians. I was talking to my brother last night. It's just like, work out your own salvation. Does that mean we're working in on ourselves? No, not really. But God is faithful to finish his work. He begins in us a sanctification. He prunes us. He brings us through his refining fire, getting rid of all that is in us is not pleasing us. Back then, now, God had to expose Achan through Joshua to say, okay, all Israel, all the 12 tribes could be for him in Joshua 7, chapter 7, right around there. But God told him, go to uh, Achan's family. Eventually, he brought, brought it down through tribe of Judah, through um, Zerah, and then he went, boom. He showed him it was Achan that did it. Finally, once Achan was exposed physically by Joshua and the other people, it's a, that he took the stuff. He saw the silver. He saw the money back then of the shackles. Um, and he says, I wanted it. I coveted it. And I hid it under my tent. Joshua sent his messengers in there. Go get them out. That stuff had to be destroyed. Plus Aiken and his family. Because they knew it. You can't bring something into the house and not have your family see it. You can't bring something into the house and not have your wife see it. Your wives, you can't bring stuff into the house without having your wife see it. You can't sneak it in. You think you can. But it's just like if you're truly a God-fearing house. So don't ever say, you know, don't, wives don't ever say, man, my husband brought that thing into the house. And I didn't know it. Long, you're now one flesh in Christ Jesus. It can't be done. Children can't bring stuff into the house without their parents. You can try and sneak it in there, but God, if you're truly God-fearing, God's going to bring it to your mind saying, go see your son or your daughter. They came in from school with something. Woo! Man, this is speaking to somebody. Uh, definitely speaking to me. Wives, don't ever, don't ever say, you know, that's why... Sapphire and Ananias both went down because they held back. But it's not the fact that they too much that they held back what God told them to give up. It's that they lied about it. And they thought they could lie before God. The Holy Spirit is in us. Jesus is in us. God the Father is in us. How can we think, foolishly think, we can hide stuff back? Well, you know, I don't think God means me to give up this. He may. God wants us to give everything we own, our children, our, each other, our bodies to ourselves. Romans 12, 1. That doesn't mean it's good. he wants us to become poor and paupers. Not necessarily. But we have to willingly give it up that it now it's his anyways. It becomes his, then he would steward it. If he wants to eventually give it up, to say, okay, I need you to go over here, but that's an extra baggage that you have. I need you to give it up. If we're not willing to give up something that's precious to us, or we think is precious, Jesus Christ is the only thing that should be precious to us. Everything else is frivolous. If we're not giving, well, maybe I give it up little by little. Uh, no. It's God showing you something 
in your household that you're not willing to give up. Does that mean he may want to give it up? Not necessarily. So don't think, well, man, that don't mean God wants us to give up uh, our houses and our money. Yeah, he does. You're, you're presenting it to him as a sacrifice when we come to Christ saying, Lord, this is all yours. My big bank account is yours. I said, what do you want me to do? But he may just say, you acknowledge it. Now you're gonna, now it's going to become a tool as a stewardship. You're now my, my manager, my appointed steward. Use it for that. That don't mean he's going to say, give it all to that person. Now, yes, there are some that he does say that to. So I can't say specifically, and I'm not going to say specifically saying to do it. But have you in prayer, when you come to Christ, given up? If you say, Lord, this is not my child. Hannah preciously wanted a child. It was Samuel. He said, if you give, if you provide me a son, a child, I will give him back to you. Now, in her case, yes, gave it to the work of God because God had an anointing of Samuel in her womb, actually before the womb, to be a prophet of God. His own sons he allowed to go astray, but he didn't hold that on Samuel. Samuel was obedient to the call. Hannah was obedient to the call. I believe the scripture says she had other children at that one. But Samuel was the firstborn. But because she made sure, went to God, says, God, I don't know, if I've sinned before you, wash away the sins. We always, daily had to be doing a Psalm 139, 23, 24. God, search me. Uh, let me see if there's anything in me that's separate. If we hold back one sin, First Corinthians 10.6 Be ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. If God has told you to do something and you have not had been obedience, you may have slipped it. You may have had so much stuff to do. Whoa, I'm guilty of that. So I can, I really cannot. Myself, I can't help anyone do it except for you got to come to that place, repent and confess. Other verses, just so you can see such. Many times the Israelites did that. They lost two temples. One was the Ptolemy's Sepher, and the other one was Nehemiah and Ever. And Ezra's, that they worked together to rebuild the temple, and they got a second one. They lost it again, because they, they got comfortable in their building. They got comfortable. They took for granted the grace of God. And they said, okay, let me love the building. Instead of God. Return to the Lord. Relig James 1 7. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God. Before God the Father is this to visit the orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. 1 John 5 21. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. We still have that command today. That's a command. We have to obey it. Ephesians 5.11 Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. We don't want to expose them no more. That's why we put a, uh, too many people today 
in the body of Christ. Well, the, the true body of Christ is not doing it, but in churches that are calling themselves the body of Christ. Remember, everything that goes to the church is not yet of the body of Christ. They should be, and they need to be, but they're not. So don't ever say, oh, well, my own church is the body of Christ. No, you got members in the church that are body of Christ. The other ones that are still winning in it, they're still holding from it. The body of Christ has never been a building in the New Covenant, in the New Testament. You even got set. Oh, man, this is a beautiful one here. Second Corinthians. I'm not going to read the whole thing. 6.14 through 6.18. Do not, 14 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Um, where are you unyoked? God may want to break that yoke from you to get rid of it. That may be holding you. Um... Our workplaces, don't become yoked with them. Let God be a witness to you. Let God expose the idols that are there. And hopefully they'll see it. And they'll say, you know, that don't seem right. I need to get rid of that. You know, managers and leaders should be saying, we need to get rid of that. We need to stop doing that. You know, things of that nature. God should be exposing it. Verse 17 in St. Corinthians. Therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing that I will welcome you. And again, remember, you know, God still told Peter, because there were certain foods they couldn't eat. God said, no, what I've made clean. It's not the, it's not our choice to say what's clean, what's not clean, but we need to be in prayer. Prayer is about, I'm going to be bold. About 90% listening. Not just speaking. Say, Lord, okay, well, this person is healing. Lord, you are able. You are Jehovah Wapper, which he is. Healing. According to your will, let it be healed. There is something he still wants to perform. Signs and wonders and miracles. That says, no, no, no. I didn't say go to the hospital and trust that doctor. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and I heal. He still wants to heal that way. But there's no faith upon in our midst what's caused keeping that healing back. So, again, what is your, um, what are you devoted to that God's saying get rid of it? You need to get rid of today. When you listen to this message, be convicted by the Spirit of God. And remove it. Sometimes that may be throwing it out. It may be a video. It may be a person that you're dating. For a young person, you may be dating somebody that's uh, not a believer. Break up. You may still be friends with that person, but break up. So, just ask God to show it to you, and he will. So, because he loves you enough for that. So, trust that, and I have to constantly be doing that in my life to find out. Says, okay, Lord, what is in my life that don't need to be there? So, love y'all.